That, to me, has been the coolest thing. Just to sit back and watch and learn and see how people, like you mentioned, that would never have seen each other, talked to each other, or known that they lived in the same city, become legitimate friends. Yeah. um, And translate their knowledge, their skill set, and their passions back and forth. You are listening to the Live Better Show with Brett and Jason, where we dive into life crushers changing their game, talking about wellness, and sharing a message of putting plan into action. Live Better is based on five pillars. Move better, eat better, think better, give better, and live better. We move for freedom, to do and go where and when we want. We practice good nutrition to combat an age of being overfed and undernourished. We practice mindfulness for ways to live purposefully. We give better as the basis for why we do anything at all, especially when focusing on the health of our clients and community. And at the intersection of it all, we live better. Health and wellness is the sustainable fuel to do whatever it is in life you want to do better. Our guests share their story, their mission, and the pursuit of having the best day ever every single day. Hey! Turn up, bitch! Today's sponsor of the Live Better Show is Hyperice. At Hyperice, their mission is to provide athletes with a set of tools that improve performance by accelerating recovery time, preventing injury, and enhancing the body's ability to move more efficiently. All Hyperice products are developed and tested to meet the standards of the world's best athletes. Vibrating foam rollers and balls, the best ever. We simply cannot get enough of the Hypersphere and Vipers. We use them before and after every training session we complete whether that's for running or rock climbing. We are also lucky enough to provide you with the best discount code ever. Use the code LIVEBETTER20 for a 20% discount off the site. Check. Yo, what's up, fam? It is Brett and Jason here from Live Better. We've been fielding a lot of questions recently um, about wellness travel, why we run retreats, and just a little bit about traveling differently. So we're running a podcast today with just Jason and I answering some of your questions and diving into why we travel, um, how we run retreats, and wellness travel on the whole. Cool. So I think the first thing we're going to start to talk about is wellness travel in general. Uh, So Brett and I will ask questions sort of of each other, and you'll get some different perspectives on why each of us travel, why we think it's important to incorporate wellness in your travels, and then uh, we'll finish with talking about the retreat some. So Brett, how is wellness travel and just travel in general changing? I think it's interesting now because we're seeing a shift away from traveling so much for leisure and just getting away and into more of traveling with purpose. Um, And I think it's a really cool thing to be a part of that um, and see where the industry is going. We're seeing major hotel chains focus on their gyms, their wellness offering. If it's in a city, they're having runs around the city. If it's in a cool destination, they're focused more on activities around the resort or off the resort. Um, The offerings are becoming more wide-ranging. We're seeing the food at specific um, hotels getting a lot more healthy um, and that being a key cornerstone. And then you're seeing um, things like wellness retreats popping up where the focus of the trip is the experiences as opposed to the relaxation. So it's really cool to see Um, travel flipping on its head a little bit and more um, focused on doing things as opposed to just getting away. I think one uh, interesting thing is um, why this shift is happening. So what do you think, um, Jay, why do you think the shift is is going towards more wellness-focused travel? I think people are also just getting into less of the like big box offering and they want everything to be more of an experience. So the last time you went shopping, the last time you went out for food, the last time you went to a group fitness class, everything is all about experience and individualizing that experience. So we don't want this very stereotypical escape at a big resort where you don't feel taken care of, you don't feel like people or things are done Kind of for you, you just feel like you're sort of just sitting by the pool um, and falling in line. And I think people want 
more of this small boutique experience. And resorts are certainly starting to develop offerings um, to that end. But then I think you are seeing a huge wave of younger travelers that care about their wellness while they want that travel experience. So now these things are being sort of welded together. And I always talk about the fact that I really dislike the word vacation because it does feel like an escape and you really finish the trip the same as when you started. So if the purpose is to get away from your home life and stressors, which can include anything from friends, relationships, job, um, anything that is just kind of like wearing you down at home and you want to go travel and do something, coming out of an experience like that um, should make you a better person, should give you a clear head, should give you more energy. And going to just like drink and sit by a pool in this very like stereotypical big box experience is no longer what's desired after. Yeah, I think um, one one really interesting thing I've noticed is ever since we've started to lead some of these wellness experiences, I field questions about friends that are traveling to New York or traveling to San Francisco or places that I've been and they're asking me for insight because they know that whenever I'm going to one of these spots, even if it's a family vacation or vacation with my wife, I'm finding the wellness offerings that are in those places. So yeah. it doesn't have to be a Nicaraguan resort. It can be in Barcelona or it can be in Paris or it can be anywhere. I think what's interesting is now we're seeing a shift, even if it's not this retreat style trip or this um, Central American, Mexico getaway, even in big cities, um, people are more inquisitive about um, you know, what is offered in that space that they can do to maintain their health. Like you mentioned, I think there's a shift um, with people that are around our age um, and younger that they're focused on wellness more at a whole. Um, and because of that, they don't want to lose that when they go on a trip. You see older generations, they go to the pool and it's just straight veg out, lay out, <laughs> drink pina coladas, eat chips and guac, and that's it. Where when I go on a trip or when you go on a trip or when a lot of our friends go on a trip, it's let's wake up, let's run, let's paddleboard, let's get a workout into the gym, and then let's maybe either have some fun or go explore. Yeah. So it's a really cool transition, um, and I think you're just seeing it in all types of travel, and it's a cultural shift, I think, for sure. And now there are aggregators, too. So there's an app that can tell you where to work out. There's concierge services that will craft these experiences for you. And essentially, the retreats that we run, that's what we're doing. So we will pull all those experiences together to then craft the whole trip for you in a singular destination so you don't have to do the work. But if you are going to a New York or a Chicago or an L.A., you're right. People are looking to craft a trip from start to finish to include these experiences, not just with their fitness, not just with their staying, but also with their food, what they're doing for fun in between, and people are just more mindful about the activities that they're doing. And I think they, they want to rest, meaning just kind of lay there and do nothing less. And they want to move and be active um, as an extension of what they're doing at home too. You don't want to throw that part of your routine off. You want to shut down the stressors, but you don't want to shut down the good habits that you've been building at home. And I feel like taking a trip or a stereotypical vacation is going to knock you off that plane. And I hear it all the time with private training clients with, oh, I went on vacation and I just sat there, I didn't work out, or, oh, I was traveling and I didn't have time. It's like, no, you just didn't prioritize it using what you're capable of using in that location. So if you have an ocean, go surf. If you have a mountain, go ski or bike or hike. If you have a lake, go fish or boat or paddleboard or whatever that might be in that destination. And then uh, if you want to curate a whole trip around it, there's apps, concierge services, or you can just do a little research on your own. Yeah, one of the most interesting things um, about that exact um, topic you just discussed is I've been helping a lot of friends and clients do just that. Um, personally, I think the biggest thing for me when I travel is mindset and preparation. And I, and I use this on a day-to-day -day basis, and a lot of people use this on a day-to-day -day basis. They will have their week set up um, just on a normal week when they're at home. They know that they're going to work out three days a week. They're going to do yoga one day. They're um, getting their meals prepped. They have their juices lined up, they have their fun stuff lined up. So they do that. But for some reason, once you hear vacation or PTO, it just completely <laughs> switches the mindset. 
Um, and so what's, one interesting thing, one of my clients just was gone for a full month, um, traveling to six different locations um, for work and for pleasure, um, and asked me, hey, I'm going to be in L.A. for this amount of time. I'm going to be in um, San Francisco for this amount of time. Can you help me curate the trip? So one thing that we did when he was out in L.A., we, I hooked him up with a really cool juice bar out there, and he did a two-day juice cleanse in the middle of his trip um, because he had some downtime. He was just there for work, but there was a two-day switchover. Then he was taking fitness classes in San Francisco and L.A. that I showed him about. Um, he knew he could trust me doing that because when I go on a trip, I'm full plan mode. I went um, to my best friend's wedding in Cabo a couple of months back, um, and I knew that you're in a new place. We were there for five days. Drinking is very prevalent in that spot. So one thing that I did was prepped a lot of food. So I brought uh, a lot of different really high-quality foods. So we had one drawer in our hotel room full of snacks, my wife and I. Um, and after that trip, I remember her being like, wow, it was so helpful to come back to our room and know I could eat something healthy as opposed to just whatever the resort had. So the preparation piece for me is definitely the number one thing. I'm planning a trip to Europe coming up um, at the end uh, or about three quarters of the way through the year. And I've been tasked to do a little bit of the wellness work, find the best restaurants that are healthy. Because when you go on a longer trip like that, um, of course, you're going to eat out. Of course, you're going to indulge a little bit. But if you're eating out every single meal, it's these heavy meals, and you start slowing down by the end of the trip, you're tired, you're fatigued, and you don't want to do the cool thing. And you come back worse. And you come back jet lagged, and I'm putting that in quotations, you're not jet lagged, you just feel like shit because you (laughs) didn't do anything the whole trip. So if we can incorporate the wellness in planning it before you get there. If you go there and you say, oh yeah, I'll run twice, you're not going to run twice. But if you say, all right, I'm going to sign up for these two classes. There's this cool gym here. There's two smoothie bars in Barcelona. We're going to go to this one one day. We're going to go to this one one day. At least you have some of it prepped out. Uh, I think for me and just as a person, if I don't prepare, uh, the, the wheels fall off. So To me, the preparation piece is vital um, regardless of, like I said, if you're traveling to Manhattan, Barcelona, or down to Costa Rica. What do you think the benefit, uh, you know, leave wellness out of it, what do you think the benefit of traveling is or what's your favorite part about traveling in general? Yeah, I think my my number one um, travel traveling concept um, and the reason that I love it so much is just exploration. Um, when I go to a new place, I have to think differently. Um, I am a man of so many routines at home, which I enjoy, which I love. But if I have to go to a new spot and there is new ways to get around a city or it's not even a city and I have to figure out how to get from point A to point B, I think just having that explorer mindset, if I was born 200 years ago, I would be one of those guys (laughs) and just like went off in the middle of a country and explored it. Uh, I still do that now whenever I can. So I think exploration for me is something that I find invigorating. Um, I use different senses. I like to speak in different languages, even if I don't know them. Um, I think just feeling a little bit out of sorts, shaking myself up a little bit for me is, is definitely the most fun um, and rewarding thing about travel. What about you, Jay? Yeah, I, was, I don't know. I always have trouble answering this question, but I... And I can't really do the feeling of this justice but uh, with words, but I think when you travel to a new spot, your eyes are kind of open to all of these new things. Like everything in a new place is novel. Every street you take is a new path. Um, and I get stuck at home while I'm sort of less routine-driven than you are. I certainly bike the same way to work. I walk the same way to work. My day-to-day schedule is set up similarly no matter what I'm doing. Uh, I take the same route driving places. I work out doing the same things. Um, And I get comfortable sort of like falling into this routine such that, you know, I see the same street corners. And the weather changes a lot here, but it only changes from snow or rain to like hot heat. And I think getting into a new place, now all of a sudden you have all these new things to explore. All the restaurants are new. All the people are new. The language sometimes is new. And with that, then totally changes your mindset to be more creative, to expand your perspective, especially if it's outside the U.S. I was actually just having a conversation with a friend this weekend about how appreciative I am of getting to experience other cultures because the U.S. doesn't have the best way of doing everything. It might be the best place to live, 
certainly, but our customs all aren't the best. Like, I love taking four hours to eat dinner like it takes in Italy. I like sitting down and drinking coffee outside like you can do in France. I like how family and communal meals are in Central America and how slow time moves in Mexico and the fact that dinner doesn't start till 9 p.m. in Spain. Just like all these different things that I have sort of incorporated at home or at least tried to, um, I would have had no experience with that had I not traveled and had I not been in this mindset where, you know, I don't have to have dinner at 6 p.m. That's not prime time like it is in in the U.S., that those types of things, you're just open to that. And when you're open to those new things, it, it totally expands the way that you think. It expands your creativity. You're sort of just in this like blissful happiness all the time. And to tie that back into what we were just talking about, like what a perfect time to then to start to incorporate new habits, to try and break some of the molds and ruts you've been stuck in because now you have this new mindset, you have this new perspective on things. And I think your general willingness to take risks be uncomfortable is so hot is so high that you are then mentally and physically capable of trying new things, of forming new habits, um, or at least just like trying some new things out. What would you say? Um, and it, it, two two part question. Um, what would you say are some of the habits or new things that you've incorporated into your life post traveling to a destination? Um, and then how were you able to translate that over? It's easy to do it when you're in the location. Um, it's easy to go surf when the beach yeah. is right across from you. Or it's, um, of course, you're going to take a while to eat lunch in Spain because the server is the one yeah. doing whatever they're doing it's in the back room. Yeah. in the restaurant. They don't yeah. care. Whatever they're, they're doing in the back room to, to make that meal last two hours. So obviously, um, you, it's nice to hit the reset button on some of these trips. Um, and I think a lot of people do that subconsciously. But... Um, like you mentioned, you can bring some of the stuff back with you. And once you're cultured and once you've um, experienced new locations, different customs, different habits, you can just pick and choose. Like, what do you want to do? That is one of the benefits of living in America. We can pick and choose things we want to do and you can yeah. do whatever you want, but we fall into the system just because that's what's laid out. So I guess, what are some of the things that you have incorporated? And then how did you actually go about doing that when you came back to normal life? Yeah. So we get this question a lot where people are like, you know, you get this, we have this wellness retreat that lasts a week and we're making all these amazing changes around all these awesome people. But then you come home and you're thrust back into the same environment. How do you carry that over to when you get home? Well, just trying it and being open and willing to see if it works while you are traveling is step number one. Mm -hmm. So first you just have to do it. Then say you enjoy as I have, and this is probably my answer to your question, enjoy some like personal time mid-morning or earlier morning. So I'll wake up, do something to move, whether it's workout, run, um, train on the beach. Uh, I love having coffee sitting on a balcony, especially if I'm somewhere with a view. Um, but it can be outside. It can be a walk to a coffee shop. It can be a walk to a bench. But just spending like a little bit of time outside to myself in the morning just sets the tone for me instead of hot docking it into my first client, first class where I wake up, check my email, and it just sends me on a tailspin, rushing out the door. I'm two minutes late to the first thing and scrambling, and then I got to run out to the second. You can never take a step back and connect any of your thoughts or any anything you've been trying to be creative about. It just can't happen because you're in a rush. And I think people fall into that stressor right when they get home because they let all of these things creep into personal time. So if you're not willing to carve out and prioritize some time for yourself, all of those things are going to take over your time. And somebody else is telling you what you want to do for you. So if you're going to check your email and social media, your mind and thought is just being bounced around. If you don't take the time to clear some headspace, you don't have to meditate. You don't even have to work out. Just literally sit down outside or inside and just enjoy your coffee for like five minutes. I think one thing off that too is when you're on a trip and you put the out of office on, nothing changes really. (laughs) Like of course, like the work that you're doing is super relevant and necessary, especially for a business like ours. Like it's you're in our thing. Like if we don't answer an email, we don't have somebody else to answer it for us. Um, But at the end of the day, life will continue to move 
whether you're doing something or not. Yeah. Um, and so we we feel like it's easier when we're out of office, but you can translate that back to five minutes in the morning every yeah. single day. It's not going to change. You don't have to world. put up your yeah. out of office. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing. People just get so caught up in having to answer emails or having to be into the office at a certain time. And that might be mandated, but just wake up a little bit earlier. People just feel stressed because they're in their home environment. I think the kind of like the part B answer I would give to that is consider why being on a trip and traveling feels so good and decluttered because you don't have all of your stuff around you. Mm -hmm. Your hotel room no matter how nice it is, is bare bones. It doesn't have any of the stuff crammed into your bedside table. It doesn't have bills and mail sitting on the kitchen counter. You have your clothes, which had to fit in a suitcase, not into three walk-in closets. <laughs> yeah. And it's laid out and put away in drawers. And so you have this very clean, decluttered space in which you can relax. And then you put a little bit of good scenery around that or a novel new city to you and all of a sudden it opens up all this headspace and you relax, come home and recreate some of that. So you can do that several different ways. One of them could just be cleaning or like purging a little bit of the stuff you have at home. You can use scents like candles or open a window to recreate some of that. You can walk outside to get some sunshine or go find a body of water like you were doing for a whole month um, to recreate some of that setting to then allow you to relax. Yeah, I think one interesting uh, takeaway that that I've gotten um, from travel is just that. Um, You made a really good example um, a while ago when we were chatting about um, how if you can live out of a suitcase for a week or two weeks on a trip, you could essentially live out of that suitcase for a longer period of time. You don't need the options. We've talked about decision fatigue and, and removing all of that stuff. So one thing I did um, after after a big trip was do exactly that. I came home, and I said, okay, I've lived off of these things. I maybe rewore a few things a few times, but I never felt like out of sorts or not clean or anything like that. So I looked at my wardrobe, and I said, I just have too many things. So I took some time to... I haven't worn this in a long time or I don't really need those things. Yeah. Um, and I was able to, to declutter um, and and purge some of those and goodwill some of that and, and give some of it away. And for me, that was a big thing because now I have less options and I spend less time deciding on clothes or shoes or anything like that. That is just really not that necessary. If I didn't have them, I wouldn't think about them. Yeah. So for me, that was a big takeaway. Um, from travel. And then the other thing, um, like you said, is just taking some time. I'm very much on like 15, 30 minute, one hour increments. Um, and if I'm in between two things, it's let me check my DMs on Instagram and, and not take some time. So one thing I do to, one thing I love when I travel is reading and just not reading for a certain amount of time, but just like going to a park bench and just saying, I'm going to read or laying on a hammock. Yeah. You don't have a timeline. Yeah. You don't have a timeline. So I, I recreated that, um, this last month with one of my goals was to just read outside for a certain amount of time. I wasn't really thinking I need to finish certain amount of books or anything, but I just wanted to read outside. So I've just taken some time this month, uh, especially on some weekends when I've had a little bit more free time, and just took a book to a bench or a hammock and just read outside for a couple hours. Might snooze off, um, might take a phone call in the middle, just like I would on vacation or, or trips or whatever you'd call it. Um, and for me, that's been pretty cool to do that because I felt like I've been at peace. I've been reading really good books, um, and I, there's no way I would have read them in the way I would have read them unless I was outside. Yeah, you're not in a rush. Yeah. You're not trying to burn through the pages yep. just to get done with the book. You're yeah. actually enjoying what you're reading. Yeah. And I always find that at home. It's like I have an hour to read, so I try and get through as many pages as possible, and then I realize I'm actually doing this for the enjoyment of reading, not just to accumulate as much information yeah. as I possibly can in an hour. Yeah. Uh, how have you taken some of that into running retreats? Like when we started to put these trips together or or even considered running retreats in the first place, how do you feel like we ended up with at the point where we said, okay, we want to host a retreat? Yeah, I think one of the, uh, one of the reasons was, was we wanted to, Take everything, every question we've ever been asked, every training style, nutrition question, lifestyle question or hack, and and bring them all together. 
So um, Jason and I will train one-on-one clients, lead group classes, teach yoga, and at the end of every class or every session, we get questions beyond whatever the subject matter is. So if we're leading a boot camp class or we have a one-on-one client that's specifically focused on mobility for that day, after the question or after the session, we're getting a question of, hey, you know what? I need some help with my eating. I just know that this is a thing. Or I didn't really sleep that well for the last week. Or I've noticed I've been really dehydrated. Do you have any recommendations? And you know, we've become experts in a lot of these different fields. Um, we've seen personal clients. We've had clients now for three, three and a half years that have gone through monumental changes within those time frames. And it's not just because we meet with them for three hours a week and work out. It's because the fact that they're doing cleanses, that they're doing hydration challenges, that they're working on their nutrition, that they're meditating, that they're going to yoga on their own, or they're coming to class. So I think once we realize that we have, that we actually have been making impacts on people, we, we wanted to be able to bring that all together. Um, not only that, but we wanted to do it and create a community around it. Um, and I think once we realized that we understood ways to transfer the knowledge that we had accumulated to other people in a way that's not just, here's a pamphlet on how to eat well, more, here's how you're going to do it, and then you're going to go do it. Right. That, to me, yeah. was the biggest thing, was you need to do it. If the individuals are not actually going through it um, and they're just reading about it or they're just listening about it, you're not going to get as much out of it. You might take some tidbits of knowledge, but once you sign up, once you come, once you experience, and then afterwards you have built these friendships, this community, you have us as coaches um, or us more as friends, to be honest, that are just willing to listen and talk, um, you really get a lot more out of it. So I feel like Once we knew that we had the skills to create actionable change was when it it was go time, Um, and we've seen some some pretty cool results for sure. Definitely. Um, What would you say um, has been some of the coolest uh, or maybe the coolest experience that you've had on one of our um, retreats? I would say personally and then professionally too. Uh. Professionally, as the coach, I enjoy bringing people together. I feel like that's one of our strengths is connecting people in a way that they may not otherwise. So we've got a really wide range of ages, of demographics, of personal history, um, people doing different things uh, from different places all over the world. And I feel like what we do really well is craft an experience in an environment that shuts down all judgment so you are fully capable of being yourself. And then we provide an experience and forum for you to meet other people and share that experience together. And the most rewarding moments for me are never when I'm talking. They're not when we're in yoga or flowing. It's just when I get to take a step back and I'm watching what we sort of put into motion start to happen. Conversations between two different people on the retreat that never would have spoken at home. Conversations about on a very personal level that I get to be a party to on how this person in a matter of three days has now changed another person's life on the retreat. Or they're going through some similar life experience and I get to watch two people hug and how meaningful of a change something like that can be on such a small scale. And then on a big scale, I get to stand back and watch 30 people stand around a bonfire and laugh and drink and just seeing that volume of people be so happy as a product of what we're doing is professionally the most, as a coach on the retreat, is always the most rewarding experience. Personally, um, I think some of the individual moments I can pull out are being in the water when everybody is surfing at once and just like catching a great wave and then turning around and like watching everybody else just like splashing around and surfing are always really fun. I love being in the ocean. Um, I think we have had a lot of really great sort of bonfire side 
chats and I think sharing some of the things that hold me back and listening to other people and the way that they also help me. It Not only do I get to grow as a coach, but in that form or in that particular moment, I'm also a participant and I get to learn just as much. And we've had people move. We've had people get in and out of relationships that were serving them or that they weren't all in on yet and now are. We've had people follow career passions that they never knew existed or when they had that little bit of intuition that maybe it wasn't exactly what they wanted to be doing and had already kind of started doing something else but not with their full energy level and we're giving them that last little push. Um, Just being like a friend to somebody, those are the most personally rewarding experiences I think. You. Yeah, those are those are great, um, and it's it's cool to hear you talk about those. I think for me, the the most rewarding experience from the developer and the leader was something that I didn't even really understand until it's happened. Um, we have spent so much time on the curriculum, on the day to day, on the flow, on the amount of free time, on the activities, on the excursions. Um, to make the experience itself as high level as possible. But personally, I didn't even really realize the impact this would have downstream. And an example that's just recent in my mind was we got a bunch of the people together that live in Chicago um, from our last experience. um, And we did a yoga class and barbecued and made some food um, at one of the participants' homes. And to see the group come together willingly and really want to be together after the trip uh, and to hear how the friendships have flourished, how the group is going out together, working out together, hanging out together, traveling to new places together, um, working together on some examples has been um, pretty insane. Um, I, I never really put the thought into how much this would impact people downstream because I was so focused on how much it would impact them during the week. Um, and obviously our goal is to create the change, but it's pretty amazing to see the change in a short amount of time. It's not years after it's months and weeks after that. We have people changing jobs that we have people hanging out and going to yoga classes that we didn't even know they were going to go do. (laughs) Um, And so that to me has been the coolest thing, just to sit back and watch and learn and see how people like you mentioned that would never have seen each other, talked to each other, or known that they lived in the same city become legitimate friends um, and translate their knowledge, their skill set, and their passions back and forth. So that to me was it's just so cool and that's going to continue to go down from our first retreat until our last retreat we've seen this stuff flourish out. Um personally, I get a lot out of every experience. Um like I said, I'm very routine driven at home, so to break that routine um and to do new things just puts my mind in a different place. And so I think the biggest thing I've noticed is um how my relationships at home have gotten a lot better because I've learned about others' relationships on the trip. Um, And that's personal, professional, family, loved ones. Um, I have heard stories. I have spoken my stories, um, the ways that I have helped my relationships flourish and the ways in which I need help. Um, And just putting that out on a trip like that, like you mentioned, where there's zero judgment, has been really rewarding to me because people listen and then they'll give advice or just having them listen and you being able to speak about something that you would never do in front of your coworkers or your family because those aren't the ears you want to listen. You want someone that has no judgment, that knows nothing about you, that will just give their true, honest opinion. Um, To me, those those couple things have just been uh, beyond beyond amazing and and super rewarding and fulfilling and have helped me create my own downstream change that's in life. that's the why yeah. the why we run retreats is and i feel like it's it was reaffirmed i was hoping that these types of things would happen but i think coming home and watching these 
relationships develop watching the way in which you interact with people differently and influence your own life differently. These trips are built to be life-changing experiences and life-altering in a good way. Every part about it is positive from start to finish in all facets of health in a very holistic sense. So in the same way that we work with a client, it is physical, mental, social, emotional, spiritual, community-driven, and wrapping all of those things into one create good physical health, they create good mental health, And then they allow you then to turn around and start to influence others because the whole point and mission of Live Better is to use experiences like this, use health and wellness as the fuel to help people do what they want to do in life better. And that's living, that's working, that's training, uh, that's being a positive influence on others, that's pursuing side projects, whatever we can be helpful – to the people that are coming on the trip, that's that's what we're going to focus on. And then the, you get the added benefit of being around 30 other people. And that in and of itself is life-changing. Usually at, when you're doing things at home, you're around maybe some close friends, maybe your parents, maybe one mentor at work, but you're not around 30 peers encouraging you from all these different ways while you feel your physical and mental best. It's a pretty incredible boost and kind of like kick in the ass sometimes to really focus on what you want to be doing. And then we provide the environment to go actually go after it and practice it for a full week. So what are um, some of the tools that we'll give participants and how is their retreat set up to be life-changing? Overall, I think we're focused on the five pillars of live better as we sort of describe them. So that's move better, eat better, think better, give better, and live better. And those are addressing your physical well-being, your mental well-being, pursuing something bigger than yourself, and that can be just giving into the community while we're on the trip. And then overall, you wrap those four pillars into live better, which is sort of the overarching. You can always level up your life. And we structure every day to have a bit of movement, to wake up and be purposeful and mindful about the way we start our day. So if we've got oceans nearby, we're going to surf. If we've got mountains nearby, we're going to go hike or get outside and move. And then after a morning full of movement, we give a lot of free time and space for you to work on whatever it is you need to do. So some people have work to do. Some people want to go read. Some people want to journal and we'll provide a journaling prompt or urge you to start side conversations about something we've done in a workshop, which then gets us to the afternoon um, where we give a big workshop every day. It's on a different topic. Um, can range from physical training and nutrition to mindfulness and meditation to leadership, um, which we've done on a highly actionable level from a coach who had been had a lot of experience with C-suite and big corporate level coaching um, at the executive level to journaling and visualizing your best day ever and putting that into action. So that is really templating out all the routines, all the things we've tried for morning, all the things we've tried to help sleep, all the things we've done for stress reduction and training and new things to incorporate into your nutrition And that, sort of as a good culmination, really allows you day by day to start to implement these new strategies and build the best day ever, which can then be repeated every day, which then makes up our tagline, have the best day ever every single day, that these types of successes, these emotions, uh, the benefit you get from training, how you feel can be repeated, and every day is set up for that. And then we also give a one-on-one coaching session to everyone that comes on the retreat to help you individualize and reinforce what it is you want to be focused on. Some people talk about relationships. Some people talk about careers. Some people talk about their training and nutrition. And the one-on-one session allows you, if you are not comfortable sharing with the group right off the bat, especially to get to know us, to really see how much we care about everyone that comes on the trip, and then allows us as coaches to tailor and craft the information 
to you as an individual. And what we find a lot of the time is more than one person is usually concerned about the same topic. So if we get something in a one-on-one session that comes up, we might address it as an overall topic in a workshop. So if someone says, hey, I'm not really sure if I'm eating the right foods or I'm not really sure if I'm doing the right things before I go to bed to promote healthy sleep, then we might then incorporate that information on the group scale or say, hey, both of you are having this issue. Let's go talk about it or let me go show you how to make this coffee or this tea using the tonic bar we have. It might be, let's go work on your squat if the two of you are having knee and hip pain or let's talk about why running is bothering you and let's hop on a foam roller or a lacrosse ball. And those types of things are really fun because then other people see that their challenges are not always unique to them. And if they do happen to be extremely unique to them, it's a great way for us to tailor the trip to the individual. So then even though we have 30 people on the trip, you are going to feel taken care of, your needs are going to feel addressed, and then you get to grow in the context and community of all these people as we move, as we eat together, as we explore different ways to think about relationships and leadership, and then ultimately you get to live your best life ever as a product of doing all of these things in this amazing place, around these amazing people, and then as you said, you get to come home and engage with all these new relationships you now have. You now have friends for life. You have coaches for life in, in you and I. So in that way, we, we craft the trip to be incredibly impactful, no matter who you are, where you're coming from, what challenges you're facing. Like We are capable of addressing those, helping you, um, and steering you in the right direction if we're not the best person capable of handling whatever you have going on um, in the city you're going back to. Yeah, one of the things you kept hitting on there was the people um, and the other people that come on the trips. Um, and I think the cool thing that we've noticed is the wide range of individuals that come. So we feel the question a lot of, um, is this the type of trip for me? This is what I'm going through. This is where I'm at in my life. Um, and the answer is yes. The question is irrelevant. The answer is yes. Um Everyone will gain from this trip, whether you are a striving entrepreneur or you've just graduated college. Um, And I give those two examples because we've had both. (laughs) We had a 22-year-old graduated college six months prior to our retreat, and we had a 50-year-old entrepreneur who was very successful that had made their own. We've had everything in between, um, from executives to founders to entrepreneurs to people in between jobs, people thinking about switching jobs, um, to people at the beginning of their fitness journey, to people that are personal trainers. Um, and every single individual that we have had on the trip, the results are profound. Um, everyone has gotten something out of it that they didn't even realize they could have gotten out of it throughout the retreat. The feedback that we've gotten, the testimonials that we've gotten have proven that. And the actionable changes are the icing on the cake. So we have seen um, the 22-year-olds grow up and continue to move on and continue to do amazing things within their roles. We've seen entrepreneurs take more time for their wellness and then thus flourish. We've seen those that are in between jobs find new jobs that they love. We've seen people struggling in their job either turn it around or leave and move on to something that's more fulfilling. We've seen people that have moved on to a new job tell somebody from their old, their new company to come on our retreat, and then that person had an amazing experience. So we've seen it all, um, and we've had the people that um, that have come have come on for the right reason, and that to me is the main thing. Um, it's hard to control who comes on, but every single person that's come on adds to the group. It doesn't matter if it's an introvert or an extrovert, someone that's extremely social or someone that um, has trouble in conversation, someone that can deadlift 400 pounds and someone that doesn't know what a deadlift is. It doesn't matter on that front. What matters is the willingness to come, pay for the ticket on the plane, and get to the resort. Because once you're there, your life is is different um, and you are more open to trying new things. We've had groups come on the trip, uh, groups of girlfriends. We've had um, we've had couples. Uh, we've had single people. We've had people that are in relationships come just by themselves. 
So I think it's really interesting to see the wide range of individuals that come. It's not pigeonholed to people that are struggling with a life decision. It's people that want to thrive and do new things or people that are just crushing it that want to take it to the next level. And I think that's the coolest part about it because we see leaders within the group step up and be able to put on a workout on the beach by themselves or answer somebody's question because they've gone through the exact same thing or just be there to listen because their brother or their sister or their best friend has gone through something similar. So the group, the community, the vibe, the energy, that's what propels it forward. And then that is what keeps you accountable after. So what's been super interesting is, like I mentioned earlier, the people that are getting together after. So we talked about creating actionable change, something that you will actually change once you get home. The biggest thing that we've seen with working out is either hiring a trainer or having community to hold you accountable. That happens on this trip every time. People will say, we're going to this class every Tuesday night at 6. We're going to this class every Friday night at 6.30. We're going to the 6 a.m. class every Thursday morning. And they are going together, not because they're pressured to go, but because they want to go. And then they have fun with the group. They get to see these people every week, every day. And people are scattered all around the country as well. It's not just a Chicago thing. The We've had groups from Denver. We've had people from New York, people from California, um, Everyone just coming from all across the U.S. Um, wanting to meet up and still be held accountable because the group is is continuing to flourish. And the coolest thing about those that are traveling from locations outside Chicago is everyone has a friend in that city that is a badass that wants to do cool things. And then they link up with that person. Um, we've seen people come that didn't know each other from other cities that now are really good friends that are hanging out, running races together, um, starting projects together. So the community that evolves um, is something that's really special, and it doesn't matter where you are at in your life. It it just matters that you have the willingness to expand your horizon and try new new things. I think so. I want to expand on something that you mentioned on really that there isn't an ideal time to come. We fielded a question um, that asked. Is there, do you need to be in a time of transition? Does it need to be between careers? Does it need to be when you get out of college? Does it need to be when you're looking to explore something or when you feel off? The best time to come on the trip is when you feel like it's a good idea. Our model of health is not reactive. It's not, I just got broken up with. I just lost my job. I am thinking about starting a new job. I'm in business school and I don't really know what I want to do. Or I'm 50 and I've been doing the same thing for 30 years and I don't know if it's still what I want to be doing. Or I need to lose 20 pounds. Or Yeah, or I, 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 I get this all the time. The keto uh, I, I can't come take your class because I need to get in shape yeah. first. It's yeah. like that is the purpose of the class. Yeah. The purpose of the trip is to develop a proactive model of discipline. Yeah, you don't need any experience. You don't need to know how to surf. We have... Had how many people have come that have never tried yoga before? That's and that's the thing. So it's not people. for it's. You don't have to wait till you get tight to practice yoga. Yeah. It's <laughs> we're trying to develop the habits under good times so that when you need them, when you have to rely on the discipline, it's there. So maybe you're not in time of transition now, but this trip or wellness traveling in general has seemed so appealing to you. This is a perfect time to come on it. Because then when you need some of these habits we're talking about, you've already done it. You don't want to have to then go back when you have less time, when you have more kids, when you have more responsibility, when you are a little more tight on your budget because you're kind of between jobs and you just feel a little bit more insecure financially. The best time to come is when you feel like you need it so that when you actually do need it, that you have all of these systems in place. It's you, like if, you have uh, all these relationships to rely on. So there, there really isn't like a, a best time to do something. You'll find an application for that information immediately, and then you'll find an application for that information as your life starts to change. And it should provide you with a better template, a better model for living as you go forward, as your jobs change, as your relationships change, as your standing in life differs you can rely on these people, this information, surfing when you need to surf, like knowing that these destinations exist as a way to travel uh, and feel great. You will already have it. 
Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a proactive model. So if you're at your house and a pipe bursts, you don't want to run to the store and buy a wrench. You want to have the wrench ready in the toolbox so that you can you can tighten it up. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create this this proactive model, and we've seen that now. And what's cool is we've seen the toolkit that we present to people work. Yeah. Um, we've seen the outcomes work, and the other thing is that Jason and I are always trying to better the content, better the experience. We've had people come on multiple of our trips and say, every time I come, it's better. You're doing new things. You're reiterating the things that are necessary, but the change in environment, um, the change in the day-to-day, it's continuing to improve. And so the goal of the trip is individualized for everybody, but it's it's essentially to find your toolkit. What are some of the things that you can take away from the experience that you will do once the experience is over? Um, and you'll enjoy doing, and you'll come with questions, and you'll leave with answers to questions you didn't know you had. It's like reading the same book at a different time in your life is going to mean something different. And being able to draw on those words on those meanings, on the concepts we speak about on the retreat, as your life changes, that's what you get to fall back on. That's what the wrench, the utility, all-purpose wrench comes in handy for is as you get more stressed, as your job changes, these discipline, these habits won't. What, what would you say how, – how is the trip different? How is this different from other yoga retreats? How is this different from other retreats in general? What do we provide that other people don't? How, how would you say that our trips differ from others? So a lot of trips that we've seen, um, that we've heard of people going on, have one focus. For example, um, Ryland went on a gallbladder cleansing trip. That trip was geared around cleansing the body. Um, We've had participants go on yoga retreats where you are practicing yoga two times a day and yoga is the focus. Ours is different in that we have found the best activities, the best strategies, um, and the best experiences from multiple different styles of retreats, of workouts, of workshops, um, and we've brought them all under one roof. So you're going to get Everything you'd get from the yoga retreat, everything you'd get from the cleansing retreat, and everything you'd get from the workshop retreat all in one week to another level. And I think that's one thing that uh, I want to reiterate is that everything that is happening on this experience is to the highest level possible. We're bringing on um, thought leaders, coaches that help us so that we can perform at a higher level. Um, If we don't have the best answer for you for your specific need, we will find the the coach for you that will answer that. Um, You get a next level, a higher level experience on this. Our goal is to raise your level of consciousness so that you leave the experience thinking in a new way. When you start to understand the whys in your life, why you are doing what you're doing, and it's as simple as why do you even work out? Why do you choose a salad over a cheesecake? Those are the things. Once those whys become part of you and you understand them, you create strategies around your health, your wellness, your personal well-being, your life, your decision-making, your career, your family, then you really raise your level of intellect, your level of awareness, and your consciousness, and that's what happens on these trips. It's not just a place to come to relax. It's not just a place to come to stretch or work out or sweat, but all of those are involved. So we're going to work out. There's going to be times where you get super fatigued and really tired and want to quit, and Jason's yelling down your throat until you do it. There's going to be times where you are in a total zen state, and I'm leading you through a flow that you don't even remember the cueing, but all you remember is the feeling. There's going to be times where you're journaling and you're writing about things you never even thought about. There's going to be times you're eating new foods with new people. Um, There's going to be times where you try something you never thought you would ever try. So we are wrapping the experience up around new things with new people in new places um, with the goal of raising your level of well-being by trying different things in different areas of your life that you can pick and choose from to translate once you're done. And I was going to ask you a follow-up question if you had to 
answer what is one thing you wish everybody took away from the trip, I feel like you gave a good answer, and that is the why. It's why you're doing things, being mindful about why you get up to go to your job in the morning. Why are you choosing to do that amongst the million other professions you could choose? Why are you doing that? Why are you sinking energy into doing something? That better be clarified. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, we're going to ask the right questions in a thoughtful, caring, sensitive way to make sure that the things you're doing are the things you want to be doing. And if they're not, we are going to encourage you in all kinds of directions at least to have you Try new things. Talk to new people. Get out of your comfort zone on taking an interview, taking a meeting, on starting conversations with a spouse or a significant other or friend or parent or sibling that you might otherwise have brushed under the rug. But after you hear somebody talk about what an eye-opening experience was having this conversation or trying this new sport or activity out, you start to come away with whys for all of these things. And when you can do things more purposeful, then we get into, well, then you also get more productive. You get more effective and you get more efficient. And when you do that, you can get more things done. And then you just turn into an upgraded human being. You're moving, you're eating, you're thinking, you're giving back. Uh, You have the best day ever every single day with repeatable strategies. And you're not stuck in this sort of wheel of coming home, Dreading Monday, complaining Monday through Friday, getting blacked out Friday night, waking up Sunday night and doing the same thing all over again. Instead, now you're pursuing things that you want. You're having great conversations throughout the week. You have friends to rely on. You have coaches to fall back on. And you're just living life with a new zest. And that could be trying something for the very first time. Or that could be allowing us to help you elevate from 99.9% to 100% at the highest performing levels by using some of these tools that Brett was talking about to really unlock your potential. At the end of the day, that is the reason we're here, is to unlock the potential for you to do what you want to be doing and to show you that health and wellness is the strategy to do that. And then we combine that in a community full of people who are wonderful and positive and encouraging. It's really easy to see why these trips turn into life-changing experiences. Yeah, I think the, the, main, the main focus is this continued upgrade methodology. This week-long experience will be a catalyst for a lot of change. Um, and we will be there along the way forever to help anybody with the change. Um, We have mastered the way to challenge somebody proactively and productively. Um, And not just challenge them because we want to challenge them, but challenge them knowing that the best things are yet to come in life. And um, I think this experience is something that everybody should consider. And, um, we've got a great group that has gone on the trip, um, and they're willing to answer questions about any details, any concerns, um, any questions anybody might have. And Jason and I are open books for that too. So if you have a question about timing or how do I even get to the resort or, um, why did you choose these locations? Those type of questions, Jason and I are always willing to answer. And those are some of the reasons that people don't come on the trip just because they don't ask the right questions. Um, The trip is set up for for unlimited success. It will be a full life-changing experience whether you are the top performer at your job and you want to move up or whether you want to try something new. You will get just as much out of it regardless of where you're at. Because we can all improve and we all don't spend weeks out of the year solely thinking about bettering ourselves. Once you better yourself, you will start to better those around you more effectively and everyone will get better. We are on this mission to create a legitimate change in the world and help people to help others by helping themselves. And so we're really excited about all the experiences that we've got coming up this year. 
all the experiences that we'll have in the future. Um, and we've got some really cool ideas to get people connected. And these, these trips are, are the highest level, highest quality experiences out there that we can find. And we're really excited to, to have some more people on the trips. Super pumped. Have the best day ever. Hey guys, we're super excited that you took some time to listen to our podcast talking about the retreat. To say thank you for taking some time uh, with Brett and I today, we'd like to offer you a discount code for the next retreat for 20% off. When you sign up, just reference the Live Better Show podcast uh, for 20% off the next retreat.